Hello and welcome to the Naptown Blues Fancast, a weekly roundup of your Annapolis Blues FC, playing in the Mid-Atlantic Division of the NPSL. I am your host, Sam Houston. Hiram is out on special assignment, but we are joined today by our producer, Carson. Carson, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Thanks so much for having me. Excellent. As a, as a voice. Yeah, on the other side of the mic this time. <laughs> and of course, we also have our executive producer, Melissa, who uh, many know from the DU Football Show as producer Mel. What's up? We had a lot of fun over the weekend. Yes, we did. It was a ton of fun. So everybody, please be sure to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice, whatever it might be. And please take a moment to leave a review. It really does help us just put in, but it doesn't even really matter what you say. Just put in a review, make sure you're shouting out for us and share it with your footballing friends. You can follow the show on Twitter at Naptown Blues Pod. And for tickets, go to AnnapolisBlues.com. Very good. We have a tradition, dare I say, an obligation here at the DU Public House to have a drink in our hands every single time we record. Carson, what are we drinking today? So, we are enjoying a summer Sazerac. It's going to be made with Westward Whiskey, your uh, your people, mm-hmm. uh, with a bit of a uh, little bit little lime, bitters, and absinthe. Then the glass is painted with a ginger lime paint on the, on the inside of the glass. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, I mean, my gosh. I mean, when you're painting alcohol, I mean, that's that's amazing. Oh, and, and please, everybody, drink responsibly. Excellent. So, well, with this cocktail, um, I probably put a little too much of the paint on because I was a little uh, over anxious. But this is from my good friend, uh, Clint Lopez, who is one of the executive bar chefs at the Silver Lion at the base of the Riggs Hotel in Washington, D.C., the Lion Group is internationally known as a uh, as a premier kind of cocktail crew. They have place in Barcelona, place in Germany, place in um, England. London is where they got their start. And it's just called the Lions Club. Uh, different, different. Silver Lion, uh, the Oak Lion, different. But it's L Y A N is how Lion is spelled I, after the owner's last name. That, gotcha. But <laughs> when we talk about kind of like mixology and cocktail culture and stuff like that this is the a game this is so what they like to try to do is to make very traditional drinks and very kind of like things you know but doing it at an elevated level so the reason why he called this a summer sazerac is he wanted to give a play of a mule as well hence the ginger and the mint and the citrus into the sazerac as well because normal sazerac just bitters absinthe rinse little rye whiskey and you know, but he also, of course, we were doing an event with Westward Whiskey, so he used that. That's also in their Project Manhattan, their mm-hmm. house Manhattan. And it's just, it's bright when you drink. The The idea is that paint, when you're taking a sip of the Sazerac, it washes through that paint, and you get those bright, yeah. sweet feet it taste. It also gives you, like, a lovely little soft mouthfeel that you're not expecting. It is. And the glitter catches the light very well. It's an attractive drink. Yeah. It's, the only thing I didn't do is I didn't do the grapefruit expression. He had a grapefruit peel that he was giving a little expression over to kind of give it that little bit of uh, ambience that perfectly rounds mm-hmm. the drink. This is just, if you are in D.C. and you mm-hmm. want to get a blow-your-mind-away cocktail, it's the place to go. He's the guy that did the cocktails <clears throat> we had at, at D.C. at the Repeal Day Ball. Um, well, he helped with that. That, mm-hmm. that was when we were doing, it was 
a jello shot but made as like a half orange <laughs> with um chasing it with vuv <laughs> oh my god oh a vuv chase oh, oh yeah oh yeah no he oh, elevated amazing. the game like that was what was so crazy about it he does all of these like bizarre combinations mm. that right. reinvents the entire like liquor profile and my good friend drea Tortson also mm -hmm. is there too i mean so some of the just best bartenders in all of dc work there and it's fun if you sit at the bar like they have a cocktail person that is an expo like mm -hmm. you would have a chef oh, in the window inspecting expo. the food yeah 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 the drinks are being made they are testing everything they are garnishing everything they are the ones sending everything out it's like you go through a drink chef to get the drinks and mm. something as simple as dude they're martini really it's so choice vodka gin and it's a bunch of different like you but you can also do different variations of vodka right so you could do like a rye vodka or you do a potato vodka or you could do a wheat vodka and i'm not going to get too into it here but if you ever see me in the parking lot guys ask me there's a lot of subtle differences to vodka. It's and not you just, just have a bandolier of martini glasses. And <laughs> it's a perfectly stirred, chilled martini with just the right amount of vermouth. Yes, it should have some vermouth. It in has it. to have vermouth. Yeah. And they give you it's a lineup of a lemon peel that mm -hmm. they express over the glass. Yep. They have the of uh, the olives stuffed. They have the onions for the Gibson, and they have an oyster. Oh, oh, so, oh, wow. so you like throw back the oyster, take a little sip of the martini, put the onions in, have an onion while you're it's then put them. Oh my God. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. That is, I will. Cool. I don't mind paying a lot for a cocktail when it is an experience and something memorable and just absolutely decadent like that. Oh, the, the project Manhattan. That is mm -hmm. the, what they use Westward with their, their, one of their signature cocktails. They, uh, sorry, they, what's yeah. project Manhattan? So it's it's your standard. It is a Manhattan, right? But what they do is again elevate it. So they do a gelatin mold that looks like a cherry. Oh, so that instead is of the filled, it's filled okay. with orange liqueur and zest, citrus zest. Oh wow! And so you drink the Manhattan at the end. I mean, they that's... tell you they they have to tell you when you give you the drink. They're like, look, don't think that that's a cherry you're going to chew on. Right. All you slide in your mouth close your mouth because right. if you do not close your mouth liquid is going to come right. out of it mm -hmm. and just simply take it and press it against the roof of your mouth and then this is like citrus orange liqueur oh thing washes just, all over oh. after you've just had this great whiskey chilled perfectly right. with the right amount of sweet and dry from i mean it is it's impeccable it's That's it's amazing. absolutely impeccable That's and amazing. great little finger food awesome it's in the bank vault of the uh riggs hotel which used to be a, a, a mm -hmm. old bank back in the day on the corner in ninth and f and it is wow just gotta it's, go it's oh, swanky amazing. it's a standard bearer <clears throat> on the way you describe cocktails i mean that, that if people don't want to drink after you talk <laughs> well, I tell you what, if people, uh, if people have a drink from CeeLo and don't absolutely love it, you shouldn't be drinking alcohol. You just don't, you don't under, it's, we, Try another profession. We, I, I get in some levels there's a little pretentiousness that can sometimes come along with some of this uh, stuff. And, inevitably. But, yeah. but, but, oh my God, do they know how to make a drink? It's so good. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the action, everybody. We start promptly at 3 p.m., four hours before kickoff, because the parking lot was already pretty darn full. We had a ton of people tailgating, cooking, and uh, 
there may or may not been the consumption of a few alcoholic beverages, uh, maybe maybe like eight, uh, nine beers. I don't know what you're talking about. There was a hint. A hint, there was a hint of A wisp of it, you know. It was a lot of fun walking around. We ran into a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Patrick Knoll was there with yep. uh, Maryland United. Mm-hmm. Bunch of Maryland United kids out well, there. Well, they did have an exhibition at halftime. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they did. did. They and, really did. That was amazing. And also there was... Uh, well, to couple that, there are a ton of Maryland alum players for the Blues as well. That used to be the youth club they played mm-hmm. for, and uh, our own Gaffer uh, coaches for Maryland United as well. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So we're doing, we are doing uh, the tailgating. We were there for hours. It was amazing. It was fantastic. But then we get into the stadium, right? Seven p.m. We have a kickoff, <laughs> and we do it to a record-breaking crowd of. 8,368 fans. Previous wow. record was only 7,500. So we absolutely destroyed it. That was in Detroit back in the day. And, you know, anything that happened in Detroit, you know. Yeah. Excellent. It, honestly, it didn't. It, it felt like that it many when you amazing. heard the crowd. It felt But big. getting into the stadium, they did such a good job with the bracelets yeah, and the, the fast passes yeah. that there wasn't a line getting in. Yeah, we talked about it. There was a few hiccups on the, uh, on the, First, the preseason, yeah, the preseason, sealed, yeah, but, was, but yeah. that's also to be expected. And how do you correct it? They corrected it yep. in just it, they did a great job. It was no easy. hiccup. Yeah, no they hiccup. walked walked great. around the parking lot. If you had a season ticket, they took a picture of your uh, of your. Well, they scanned it and then they put an armband on you and you just walked right in. It was, was a it. perfect way to do that. So that's great. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> unlike the last time we played Frederick, Frederick came to play this match. They were ready for us and scored quickly as their captain john eske scored the first goal in the seventh minute and okay so this game was so similar to the previous game i mean mm-hmm. the match started played a lot like the first meeting uh, it was what a couple weeks ago yeah um blues they controlled the possession but they didn't have the chances they didn't have the it wasn't there so yeah and then really around the 20 minute mark we really start to see them apply more pressure, start to get a few more chances, and it's really starting to be spearheaded by Jacob Morrell. Oh my gosh, and Jacob, dude's been killing it. 29th, 29th minute, Jacob Morrell scores, So, and then we tie it up. Yep, 1-1. One, one. You know, it was a little scary, for sure. You know, we went down one, and, and so far we've been crushing teams. Yeah. You know, but that, so we get down, it was a little weird, but then Jacob, mm. Well, we'll have a little uh, talk from the manager from from Colin Harriet at the end, where he talked a little bit about that as well. And um, the remainder of the half was rather cagey. A good handful of yellow cards, none for Frederick. They were all on us, which seemed a little one like uh, Jacob got one for being a bit reactionary after not getting a call in the box. He then kind of cynically put a guy down and you expect a card for that. But also you're just kind of like, yeah. Ooh, like they're jamming us up. The game's getting ugly. This is not so far what we've seen of the Blues. This is not the style you want to be playing. You don't want to play an ugly match. And especially for Frederick, playing an ugly match and kind of jumbling up the middle of the field, it was working for them. That's for darn sure. Then we go into halftime. We're at 1-1, and the stats were pretty one-sided. The Blues had 59% possession with nine shots and five of those on target. Which is great. I mean, fifty nine percent possession. I mean, that that in itself is fantastic. So then, so we kick off the second half, and we got Frederick coming in, and they're charging again. So then we have SK wide open on the back post, and he smashes it home just to the right side, mm-hmm. and we're up two one. Yep, yep, that was beautiful. Yeah, well, no, no, Frederick is up two one. Uh, 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no well, problem. You know, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I gotcha. No worries. <laughs> the only problem was is it was too easy of a goal for the Blues. Like that's something you got to figure. The coaching staff's going to have a conversation with the guys. Like he's the guy who already scored the first goal. He's the guy who's making all the chances for Frederick in the first half. How are we letting him be wide open by himself on the back post? So that was definitely a, a little frustrating. And at this point. Frederick really started crowding the midfield, really shutting down the Blues attack. And there'd be a few chances here and there, but it was never anything really serious. And it seemed like the game might have been getting away from us. But uh, Coach Harriet went ahead and went to his bench, decided to widen up the field a little bit more. And around the 65th minute, you started to see the Blues getting pressure. And one of the main contributors to that was substitute Gordon uh, Berndelor, who started to really make an impact because he started kind of slicing through the alleys and was really getting things going. Oh, that's beautiful. And then he got fouled just outside the well, it wasn't him. It was he brought it in and then another player got fouled just outside the box. Right around there. And then so we're at the 71st minute. So in the 71st minute, Elton de Alavria Santos with a brilliant free kick from the 20 yards. Uh, he was about he bent it around, kissed the wall. It was just so beautiful the way he was post making. So we, then, yep. then we're two two. Yep, yep, excellent goal from him. And oh, uh, gorgeous. He's one of the the let's say senior members of the team. A little bit older. It definitely adds experience. And man, was that a hit! And it's honestly in a game like that when it's not going your way, you're not really able to impose what you want to do. Sometimes what it takes is a little bit of magic and you oh, yeah. get the free kick and boom, there you go. Two, I two. was right on the wall on the sideline by the mm -hmm. goal and it was amazing. It was fantastic to watch and the crowd was incredible. Yep. And then it was on because at that point now, Frederick's not able to hold up the pace of play they want to try to get a winner. They're, they've been playing well enough. They've been playing well enough and deserve an opportunity to win the match because they played a very smart match for how they wanted to shut down the Blues, and it was working. But after that, it just the Blues just started pressing the hell out of them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it was 76 minute, and we got Jacob Morrell again. Jacob Morrell obviously just crushing it. Unbelievable. So he threads a pass right through the defense, and it's right onto Gordon uh, Burnlore. Who, who slots the shot in the corner blues uh, go up three two at that point yeah pretty fan rips off the jersey runs to the corner oh celebrates with the, the fans. rip off jersey was dope so <laughs> was awesome. we actually got to talk to him after the match so here's uh what he had to say about the goal come on man kind of a super sub three on yeah. the bump how does yeah. it feel i mean i'm just trying to do the most of my opportunities and help out this team um yeah it's as much as i can say okay well all right just Used to play, I get it, I love, you pull off the jersey, you mm -hmm. know the yellow's coming. I like how you just kind of walk and we're like, okay, give me the yellow, I'll put it on once you give me the yellow, then I'll put it on. <laughs> I mean, it happens, it happens. Um, well, you I, worked up, man, it's been a great crowd tonight, everyone's amazing. Oh my God, it's a dream come true. I mean, I've been I've been dreaming of this exact moment as soon as I heard there was gonna be a minor league team. Um, I mean, these are the these are the moments you play for, and it was really a dream come true. Uh, getting contributing to this team. Excellent. Well, you know what? I'm not going to stop you any longer. Go sign a ton of autographs. Man. Oh, Great oh, job oh, tonight, man. Before again. you do that, I need to talk to you. All right, Bill. Bill, um, I read your article. <laughs> it was very good. Appreciate it. And I know, I know, I'm just a, a jackass doing a podcast here, but a little professional courtesy, my friend. Uh, we're recording. Need to kind of let us get 
interview none before you go grabbing away you know at least at least let him say goodbye and pause and stop like, uh, okay that's all just not gonna be too picky not 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 gonna get upset you know not what it shows upset. You what? recognize talent. <laughs> and clearly the Capital Gazette was like, oh, Gordon, we got to talk to that kid because the podcast Gordo. has him. Two minutes after this, or two minutes later, Blues score again. Frederick has a poor clearance, and the ball falls right to Jackson Ruckman. Just outside the box, volleys it to the corner, and now we're up 4-2. Yep. I mean, I mean it, amazing shot. Amazing shot. Really fantastic. I mean, it was... It, you see a lot of those end up in row Z, but when you hit it well and you know you've hit it well and it slots away, it's it's brilliant. Oh, it's you know, gorgeous, it gorgeous. was really good. And brilliant. Um, brilliant. The Blues see out the remainder of the match and uh, end up securing their third straight victory, 4-2 to two at the final whistle. Oh, my gosh. And then right over that, we had a chance to catch up with Coach Harriet after the match, and here we go. Gaffer. Very different match than when you played them at Frederick this time. They seem to uh, kind of have some answers to what you were doing. They were really jammed up the middle, it felt like. Yeah, for sure. I think tactically they had a different setup, different approach. Uh, but I think the other key factor, and we spoke about this with the group straight after the game a couple of weeks ago, the game tonight was a lot of it was going to be about the mentality, right, and our approach. Like the pressure was all on us tonight. We exactly. The, we had the massive result two weeks ago. We're coming back here, home opener. What was there, eight thousand tonight, I believe. Eighty-two sixteen. Broke the record. Broke the record. So massive pressure on the shoulders of these young guys, and that's what they are, right? They're young players. So. They handled it really well at times, and other times it could have been better. So I think it's a great learning curve for them, great learning experience. And at the end of the day, they found a way to get a result, and there was good things we can take for the performance. How about that free kick to equalize? Just brilliant. Yeah, look, Elton, loads of experience, tons of quality, and uh, it adds so much value to the team on and off the field. Fine, uh, and Gordon kind of seeming like a super sub for you there. Three on the bump with goals as a substitute. Yeah, I was just asked in an interview a couple of minutes ago about the impact that the, uh, the guys off the bench are making. And to be honest, that's why we have the roster that we have. Mm -hmm. We've got so many guys that can change the game. Uh, it's probably the toughest week we've had in regards to actually selecting the game day roster. And then you have to select a lineup and then find a good balance with the rotations. But as you can see, it's pain evident, right? Everybody wants to have a role to play. And when we made the changes tonight, I think we went up two levels. Oh yeah, there was a direct impact in the pace of play as you made your substitutes. Yeah, for sure. And if we can continue uh, with that type of mentality throughout the course of the year, we'll be in a really good position. So uh, next next week, we got a midweek match and a uh, weekend match. Uh, are the boys physically ready to kind of double up, do a short week, essentially, three games over 10 days? Well, this is where we really need to find the balance with the workload in terms of the practice environment and then obviously the games. But this is why we have a big roster. Mm -hmm. you, uh, sorry for interrupting. Do you think this is maybe a time to do a little bit of shuffling in the lineup yeah, going for into the sure. midweek? Yeah, for sure. With the workload, that's that's one key factor. But then also performance levels as well. Some mm -hmm. of the guys that we were thinking about uh, putting in the lineup, 
they came on, they made an impact, and it's something we need to have a look at. Oh, absolutely. If somebody's coming in and giving you goals, you got to consider putting them on the pitch full-time because they're giving you goals. And as a coach, you want you want to have these problems. These yeah. are good problems. Competition. Competition's a good thing. Yeah, 100%. And I wasn't sure if we could breed that competition year one because we're a brand new team, but you can see it's already starting to happen. Excellent. Coach, thanks for the time. Congrats on the win. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I got the number wrong. I had it set in my head that it was like 82 something and then Fred later on when I talked to him tells me it's 83 I'm like oh, okay great yeah, I, think I, I think I misrepresented some numbers broadcasting professional over here <laughs> broadcasting pro as, as we it's like not say, your Mel. fault I have I, you know why mm -hmm. I was why because coaches eyes are just so beautiful they're pretty you darn get blue lost and then when he starts talking with the brogue like I was standing there holding the mic going do you think that's what happens when like if a play breaks down do you think it's just because the players couldn't pay attention to what <laughs> Gaffer was saying that 100 and they were all just standing the there case. they were just sitting there like this um head i mean hand. how can you not how can you not <laughs> i've been mean, warned. blue eyes are i was warned don't look him directly in the eyes but i did oh, well, and because they'll tell you what your soul looks like. <laughs> All right, back to back to and soccer back, and, back, and 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 not and not uh, the gaffer's dreamy blue eyes. Okay, <laughs> let's get back to talking footy now. We talked a little bit of some other things too, and one of the kind of things we kind of mentioned was like being scored against isn't necessarily a bad thing. Let's see how the team responds, and the team responded. Like, I mean, you go down twice, you come back twice, and then you find a way to win by two goals. Like that's really good from the club a great response and you could tell like he said you could tell that they were a little jammed up like eight thousand people's a lot of people it's the most any of them have ever played in front of them multiple well, players have told me that they were like kids are just the young, biggest yeah. crowd i've ever played in front of you know by five thousand people like it's insane like and some of these guys they play for maryland they play for georgetown they're they're those schools get crowds for their oh, yeah. for their footy matches but you know it's 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 a lot and you know, the stage got to them a little bit at first but they answered and that was the key thing they answered and they stuck to their style of play which was very very important now finally we did get to talk to gm fred mathis a little bit about the historic night i tell you what the bay boys were loud but the kids were louder they were insane tonight kids are amazing it's like you know that that's the thing i think that brings us all you know realize what we're doing here it's not just about this team today this week it's about five years down the road 10 years 15 years when these little eight nine ten twelve year olds are playing for the blues you know men's team and eventually a women's team and they're out here on the field they're going to be so excited about it. they were there right at the very beginning of all this yeah it was great the by the way, the the Bay Boys were fabulous, nice oh and loud. God. The flags Gosh, going, yeah. streamers, everything. Amazing. It was great to already have a supporters yeah. group. Uh, Jacob, when he scored his first girl goal, ran right up, celebrated in front of uh right of the them. Bay Boys. Right the boys. It was yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, uh, if you're at the next tailgate, they'll be in the back. You'll see the banners. You'll see the big tent. Come have uh, some unmistakable. fun. Unmistakable. Yeah, yeah I I may know a guy, me, yeah. who <laughs> may have or may not have a bag of whiskey. If you would like to enjoy a dram, I can work back to the yeah. bag of whiskey. There's that's always a, a that's bag always of whiskey. Funny. So it's, yeah. Sam Come Houston, back. Sam Houston, professional bag of whiskey. Come guy. back, say, say hello. Your bag and of if uh, if you want to see a fat man giggle, just go. Oh my god, 
Are you Sam Houston? <laughs> I, the Naptown Blues Podcast? I am I am a larger gentleman who does enjoy a good giggle. Thank you very much. All right. Oh, around... There's another girl with giggling as a big person. There's All right. another girl with that. So around the rest of the league, on Wednesday, the Alexandria Reds drew Northern Virginia United uh, at Northern Virginia United 1-1. Also on Saturday, Virginia Beach and Greenville drew 1-1. And as we are recording the show, Grove Soccer United and Alexandria Reds are facing off. Now, there were a few other matches that didn't happen this weekend. What I gathered, there was a few cup competitions that um, some of these teams were all already committed to. So mm -hmm. there'll be makeups throughout the middle of the week and stuff like that. Let's go ahead and turn our attention to the table. There's a change at the top. Your Annapolis Blues FC have moved into first place with three wins, one draw, sitting on 10 points and a plus 11 goal differential. Greenville United FC slips to second place, two wins, three draws, on nine points with a plus six goal differential. Alexandria Reds are now two wins, one draw, no losses on seven points and a plus four goal differential. Virginia Dream, who did not play this weekend, is at one win, two draws, and one loss. Four points and a plus one goal differential. Virginia Beach City FC is at no wins, two draws, and two losses. A minus seven goal differential, but sitting on two points. And then we round out the rest of the league with three teams on one point each. First, Grove City FC, no wins, one draw, two loss, a uh, one loss with one point and a minus three goal differential. Northern Virginia United with one draw, two losses, one point, and a minus five goal differential. And FC Frederick with one draw, two losses on one point and a minus seven goal differential. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Producer Mel, got some parting words? Yes, I have a couple of shout outs to give. First one is for Steven. Thank yeah. you, Steven. Well, I mean, my gosh. Well, you, you, what we, this guy does. We we talk about Hiram all the time because obviously Hiram does the show with us. And, yeah. and, you know, we talk to Fred and we talk to Hitch and all that stuff. And one of the people we have not ever mentioned is Steve and all the mm -hmm. stuff he does behind the scenes. We haven't we highlighted him yet. Honestly say this wouldn't be a thing without Steven because oh, yeah. he's the one that I reached out to and was like, yeah, let's do it. And he was made the it all initial together. point of contact. Yep. And y'all don't see this guy, but he's on the pitch. He He's escorting the people out there. He's running everybody, and the man's a magician. Yeah. And he does it all with that goofy smile on his face <laughs> that I love. He is having a fun time. And, and for the record, he's having fun. Great name for a uh, magician, Stephen. Stephen the magician. <laughs> Stephen I love the it. Magician, uh, yeah, and another course. shout out. I will. To... I will wrangle your children. <laughs> <laughs> but he is. He is the official child wrangler for. I don't think that's a title, so I shouldn't say official. It is now. No. <laughs> uh, and another shout out to Logan. He's uh, the kid that did the national anthem. Uh huh. That is wow. the son of my friend Allison and Tom. Oh, fabulous! Wow. Very cool. You know what? To get out there in front of, and he's a high school just graduated. To get out there wow. in front of eight thousand. I mean, how many did we decide that's on? Eight thousand. Eight thousand. Was, was it eighty-two, 8, 000, 34 or something? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. We keep making up numbers, so we'll just. That's go what we in. do. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty billion people. Almost 9,000 fans. So, Logan, great job, man. Allison, I know you and Tom were super proud of him. And so, uh, good job. And I know we've been uh, talking a bunch about the uh, about how great this fan support was. Honestly, seriously, uh, parents, 
Your children were lunatics. Oh my God, I love them. But, but I, I, I want to say this in all the right ways. They came proper. Oh Good job. They, yeah, they were, yeah. those kids were insane. <laughs> they were they absolutely. The kids by us, mm -hmm. it wasn't the, the, uh, the Bay Boys. Uh, were, they, some of the chance yeah the it kids. was the kids at our edge that yeah, would get that was, stuff going it was pretty fantastic it was pretty yeah. fantastic so friendly reminder to everybody this has been a du public house production and everybody please be sure to follow us on twitter we are at at naptown blues pod and at annapolis blues so please follow us leave reviews just try to uh help us blast this thing out to everybody all right, and till next week, everybody. Up, Up the, the blues! blues!